Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I am joined this week by my awesome co-hosts... Laura Nash. Your twin brother, Reagan. Shane Kelly. And this week we are talking about the game Telling Lies. That is the follow-up to short game favorite Her Story uh, from a designer, writer, director, developer Sam Barlow and the team at Furious B. Uh, and this, I mean, we we talked about her story in when it first came out in 2015, um, and it was it's long been one of like the episodes that I always point people to if they're curious about my podcast because it's I think really like a, it was kind of a perfect confluence of things. It's, it was a game that we really loved. We actually had Sam Barlow on to to talk about the game with an interview. By the way, go back and listen to that. It's episode 51 of the short game, and it's one of my favorite episodes ever. Uh, really really holds up in my opinion and that game was so like it hit at the perfect time um we talk about her story probably a little bit at least you know every two or three episodes on this show it comes up a lot one of the things that made her story such a fun conversation for us is when we play games we're often playing linear ones and if you finish the game you've seen most of what it has to offer i mean there's plenty of branching other stories but her story, like Telling Lies, is super nonlinear. Everyone had a different route. Everyone sees different amounts of content. And although we might have pieced together the same story and we're solving the same mystery, uh, there are surprises. And so we're going to spoiler break pretty early, but I'm looking forward to finding out what I don't know about this game and what my co-hosts haven't figured out. That's not an experience you have with most games. Yeah, so uh, if you missed her story, if you haven't played that, and I mean, that came out in 2015. So I think, it, first of all, probably a lot a of our listeners weren't around for that episode. And also, uh, probably a lot of folks at this point haven't played her story or haven't played it in a long time. Um, but this game, it kind of helps maybe to go back and talk a little bit about what made her story special before we dive into what makes this game different. Um so if you missed out on her story or you haven't played that yet, her story was a uh, non-linear, interactive, visual uh, FMV game, essentially. So it was a game that played out in in a uh, format where you were uh, you were searching through a 1990s database of uh, police uh, interrogation video that all was related to this investigation. It was all video of a single woman being interviewed um, in a sort of a police holding cell kind of setting. Um, but your ability to search through this stuff was very limited. So you couldn't tell what order the clips came in. Uh, you couldn't uh, tell what date anything was recorded on or anything like that. Um, and you could only do very simple keyword searches to search the transcripts of these, uh, these clips. And most of the clips were fairly short. So you had to piece together the story of why is this woman being interviewed by the police and what is she being accused of or is she being accused? Um, and there was a, a really, really fascinating sort of thriller story that was something that you got delivered to you in these tiny bite-sized pieces and that you had to sort of puzzle piece the whole story together yourself. Yeah, and something that made her story very unique and very different from Telling Lies is it was one actor and one setting. So every time you saw a clip, you'd be looking at tiny clues. Is the hair different? Is the shirt different? Like you'd be looking at little things to see differences. In Telling Lies, he's opened up to a lot of different characters. There's four main ones listed in the credits and on the app icons. That's not a spoiler. Um, but you see suddenly more people. 
there's more settings. People are in places. It's it's not an interrogation room. So it's I think they mentioned five times as many video clips in this game than her story. And on top of that, you get a lot more actors. So you'll hear a lot about this being an expansion. Uh, it's not it's still in short game territory, but it does feel a lot bigger in many ways. Yeah, so uh, Sam Barlow describes this as, or the their website describes this as an interactive thriller game with non-linear storytelling. So similar to her story, you're playing as some kind of investigator and you have access to a database of video clips. Um, here, rather than being a 1990s computer interface, uh, you have a very modern computer interface, but it's very locked down. It's It seems like you're running everything on one of these sort of... Um, uh, very security-minded, uh, like boot from a USB key and leave no trace behind kind of uh, Linux interface type of deals. Um, and you have access to uh, a download of a portion of what seems to be a high-security surveillance database full of, again, video clips. So interface-wise, it's essentially the same as what you were doing in her story. You're searching through a database of videos with some pretty severe limitations on what you're able to search. So for example, just like her story, when you type a search, uh, if you type a search for a particular word and there are 50 clips that include that word, you only get to see the first five and there's no way to just pull up the rest. So similar restrictions to her story, but there's a lot of tweaks and changes to how the interface works and also a lot of tweaks and changes to how the what type of videos we're seeing. The changes to the kind of framing of this screen story in this version, I find a lot more believable than the ones in her story. If you remember in her story, some of the limitations that they place on you to kind of gamify this database search um, is that it's fragmented and that the computer you're on sucks. And that's not the excuse <laughs> that they have in this one. In this one, um, you're on this highly secure OS uh, with access to a gigantic database, but there are uh, supposedly some legal restrictions on what kinds of searches you're supposed to do. Uh, but you find pretty quickly that the explanation that they give for that in the user manual uh, that you have access to, uh, which says basically like, oh, so that you can't dig into the personal lives of people not relevant to the investigation, we're putting this kind of limitation uh, on your search. Well, you're going to find really fast that uh, with a little creative searching uh, through the metadata of these people's lives, you can learn a lot about things that have nothing to do with the uh, um, with the the relevance of this particular um, database. So, or is so. it relevant? I mean, or is it uh, yeah, the I illusion of privacy is great? And I will say that my one quibble on the privacy front, you will not be able to run anything off a of USB anything on a secure computer, those things are turned off. But I'll say that the fact that they put a stupid arbitrary rule in to pretend like they're fitting privacy standards does feel real. Yeah, I, I wanna say something real quick right off the bat. We are talking a lot about the interface and the differences from her story in terms of the design. And that's because there's very little that we can talk about about this game. What's really interesting about this game obviously is its story. The story is extremely well told, uh, well acted. Uh, the directing is like, I think a leaps and bounds improvement over her story. So there's a lot about the story that is a, there's a lot to talk about there and we're going to talk about it. But 
it all has to go behind the spoiler break. So right now we're going to be talking a lot, talking in circles around some stuff, and we're going to be sticking before the spoiler break mostly to talking about the things like the interface and, and ways that this game builds on her story in sort of generalities. And then I promise you, we will get into the details and the juicy stuff of the story, but that is definitely stuff that you want to save for after you've played this game. Um, so uh, just wanted to preface all of this with that. We're not we're not uh, we're not purposely dancing around stuff. Uh, it, we just want to make sure we don't spoil anything for you. Yeah, but let's uh, to help. But to help people who are in the dark of what this game feels like to play, uh, what you do in the first section is you get this video clip, the intro where you uh, the investigators sit down, open your laptop and you have pre-searched this database for the word love, and it says five clips out of 13 are shown. And you click on each one, and you get what looks like one side of a Skype conversation for a lot of these, people talking into a computer, and then you see them silent. Uh, you're really just getting one side of the audio. Um, and then you're getting hints of what the other person might say. You're seeing reactions, but you're getting half a conversation. And there's a full transcript below, and you can search, you can click on any word in that transcript to search that term in the database. You can scrub back and forth, but really it'll jump to the word. So in this one, it's love. You might jump a minute and a half in where someone says, love you. Or you might jump five minutes in to someone says, I love you, good night. It's up to you if you want to go back, slowly scrubbing back, or if you want to just watch the clip and end. But they seed you this word love so you can get a sense of what might be there. You can get a sense of the characters. Uh, it's a little bit open why these things are recorded in the first place. You don't know. There's so much you don't know about these people. You don't know their names. You don't know why they're in the places they are. You don't know who they're talking to. The idea is the first mystery is figuring out who these people are. And then there are more and more and more mysteries that you keep searching. I want to contrast this a little bit with her story again. Um, the 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 biggest difference here is what you were talking about, where this these these were these videos in in our database here are mostly one side each of a of a Skype call or other video call. These folks seem to be like the biggest video callers in the world. Nobody ever picks up the phone and talks. They all look into their phones, which you know, good for us. We get video. Say the people who were recording. A podcast over Skype. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Oh, man. They should I am actually for, seeing for your face right now. Listeners, we're going to include uh, all three sides of this podcast uh, Skype call as individual video files for you guys on our Discord so that you can watch <laughs> each of them uh, beginning to end and try to puzzle out what the actual review is all about. Oh, the short game Discord? You you mean the number one gathering place for people interested in short video games on the internet and also the number one perk for people who support this podcast on Patreon? That's exactly the place that I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. In fact, listeners, uh, if you aren't aware, uh, or if maybe this is your first episode uh, in a while, uh, the short game is supported entirely by our listeners on Patreon. And uh, listeners, or supporters rather, at any level, even a dollar a month, which doesn't sound like much and probably isn't, but helps us a great deal, uh, Every supporter gets access to our Discord, which is where we plan the show. It's where we have uh, talks about games that we are playing in advance of doing the episodes. It's where we talk about the 
the games after they've recorded and where our listeners can chat with each other about uh, about their games. This would be, I think, a really great game if you want to come on the Short Game Discord and talk with folks about your theories about the story or all of the different... Uh, if we want to have spoiler conversations about the, uh, telling lies, that'll be a great place to have them with other people who are interested. And of course, we also have channels for other non-short game stuff. We've still got a channel where we're slowly but surely making our way through Fire Emblem Three Houses and enjoying that chat quite a bit. Um, we've got a nice What's Making Us Happy channel where we're talking every every day about little, uh, little things that we're enjoying that are non-short game related. So uh, come join us, and we would love to have you, and we'd love to have your support. You can go to patreon.com slash the short game. Please join us at any level that you're comfortable with. Uh, even a dollar a month or any amount that you can chip in helps us a great deal. Thanks very much. Anyway, where were we before we went into uh, pimping the the Patreon zone? Well, this isn't the first time that we've played a Sam Barlow game that kind of uh, followed this uh, design of being a cross between interactive fiction and full motion video games, which are two things that are uh, I think having their day in the sun right now, but it, what this is though, is to me the most bingeable piece of interactive fiction that I've ever played because, well, I, when I've, when I've done other games like this, like they felt like his previous games, like her story felt to me kind of like, Oh, I'm sitting down to watch a movie slash play a game. But this was more like sitting down to binge watch the first season of a cool new Netflix show. My experience of, uh, of actually playing it, just laying around, you know, in bed, watching, uh, watching with, with my wife and taking notes in a notebook uh, was both like really a, a, a nice interactive way of doing it, but it was also the kind of kickback experience that you don't usually get with interactive fiction. It felt more like binging, binging a good show. Oh my gosh, I have never felt less guilty about fast forwarding and reading subtitles than in this game in a good way because the <laughs> game is set up with a scrubbing that if I had gotten half of a conversation, I knew I could jump for you know, a minute and a half in there's a, a monologue or a minute and a half in there was a huge moment of silence in someone else's call. I'm just going to go to that part. The subtitles will tell me if there's something interesting. I am shocked that this let me be a guilt-free completionist in a way like I could see a ton of clips but I didn't have to feel like I had to watch every second like in her story so although I preferred her story in some ways I was really happy that um weirdly the thing that made it feel slightly less immersive or you know like a video I was watching also made me more active it felt a little bit more like an actual times when I've done video clips for my job where you fast forward you're on the edge of your seat for half a minute you can skip to the good stuff you get to define what the good stuff is um that felt really good and satisfying um even though sometimes I would just kind of fast forward and then I'd be like oh what's happening here pause go back that's really an interesting moment um it felt more selective almost very Truman show like of me. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. There's the um at first getting into this game, I found the interface kind of frustrating, and I, I think that you know this is this is something that I definitely got past the farther I got into the game. When I first booted it up, I was like, oh boy, the scrubbing speed on this is just a little slower than I would like, and also the fact that the video does it, it this game really does demand that you do a lot of scrubbing forward or backward in the in the video because. 
Like if you're watching one side of a Skype call, uh, you know, a lot of that video is going to be silence. A lot of it's going to be somebody listening while somebody else talks. And that is just sort of naturally less interesting than something like the very short clips uh, full of exclusively the talking parts like her story was. Um, but once I kind of got my head around, oh, this this game is asking me to, yeah, I think you're right, Laura, sort of treat this like a video editing project in a way, like scrub around in the video at high speed. And it's it's not asking you to sit through every minute of every video here. It's asking you to hunt through the video. And once I kind of got my head around that, and also kind of started getting a little bit better picture of like what the story was. I've, I just found myself completely wrapped up in it. The UI also asks you to pay a lot more attention to metadata, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is appropriate to the, the, the scene and the scenario, uh, which is a lot about metadata-based surveillance. But having the things like the duration of each clip uh, so that you can match two clips together mm-hmm. uh, or the date on which the recording took place seeing all of that stuff uh, and being able to follow a keyword that you see from one video to another. So you might, you might hear someone say a, a, a name. One of the most fun things to happen in a game like this is to hear a new name uh, be uttered. Mm-hmm. And then you reach Absolutely. out and tap on that name. And then you can immediately go over to a search and find a video. Well, obviously this video recorded on the same day um, and of the same length uh, is going to be the other end of this call on which I'm certain uh, one of these parties just incriminated themselves. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it could be really juicy when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. And also another thing that kind of made this more involving than her story was just the production values and acting and directing of all of the video. I mean, first of all, I'm not saying that the acting or directing in her story was by any means bad, but it was a single actor actor the whole time. And it was also a single scene or single set the whole time. Um, Whereas this, just every video is recorded in a different location. Um, There are, you know, many different characters and they've a big cast and an incredible cast. Yeah. Like a a cast of like really serious uh, like TV and film actors. Um, the, the, The one that jumped out at me was that like, it took me a little bit to recognize, oh, wait, of course, uh, one of the actors in this is the the woman who played uh, Clementine on um, mm-hmm. Westworld. And she turns in a really good performance here. The actor who plays um, the the uh, the blonde woman, the 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 wife of Carrie Bechet. Carrie Bechet. Mm-hmm. Okay, she she turns in an absolutely fantastic performance that's like full of nuance. She was the one person who, when I when I was watching a video of her. And she was just listening to someone else, usually her husband, talk. I would not fast forward because she had just such life in those silences. Like her her performance, even when she was not speaking, was like something. Um, and just like, yeah, the, the directing. like Wait, you were talking about, sorry, you were talking about that actress that was on Halt and Catch Fire? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She was so amazing on Halt and Catch Fire. Um the 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 drama of that show. I listen. If y'all haven't wa- binged Halt and Catch Fire, that show had an amazing run, uh, an amazing cast, top to bottom, and she really shines in it. She's so good. Uh, like she she has a lot to do as that character, 
in in Halt and Catch Fire. She goes, uh, she has like a lot of a lot of change over time to the character, and uh, man, just some some tragedy. Oh, it's so good. I love that. Show so <laughs> she's gr- jump to season two. Oh man, uh, she's yes, yes, she's so yes. good, and. Um, and the other thing that I was going to mention is the the child actor. I mean, we, I don't want to get into spoiler territory here, but there is a there is a child actor in this who turns in such a naturalistic performance. I, I always sort of think like when you have a really good performance by a child actor, that's mostly a credit of like a directing credit, really. Like, but like seeing the 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 sort of natural dissed all child actors. Sorry, child actors. Uh, but like this. <laughs> This little girl who can't, I'm really bad at, at estimating children's ages. My guess would be maybe she's seven, um, but I'm also really bad at, at estimating ages. Maybe somebody else wants to guess. I would guess probably f- five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah no, I, I totally agree. Really probably reminds me of five, uh, but she's playing more like five. Yeah. But who knows how yeah. Much she is. Well, and who knows? But she, I, she was so naturalistic. I mean, you know, not, not perfect in every way, but like, there were scenes where just I was like, oh, wow, like like, like there, there's again places where she's like somebody's telling her a bedtime story and she has this incredibly natural child response of like some parts of the story she's interested in other parts she's bored. And it's just so, so extremely like the acting in this and the directing is just leaps and bounds above her story, which was already great. So like huge step forward there in, in every way. Um, so yeah, I think it, you know, Shane, you said it's bingeable. This like, this is feels production value wise, like a really good TV show. And a couple things that I know I was worried about coming in and were a little bit barrier entry. This game doesn't have any rape in it. <laughs> uh, it I mean, seems I'm, like it might. Like I honestly yeah. was like, oh my God, I hope the mystery isn't a rape. It's not. Um, there are some adult situations. There's no nudity. But if you have uh, your audio on and uh, your husband walks by, he might be like, you gross. What are you watching? Um, <laughs> are you watching porn? No, I'm not watching porn. I'm playing a game for my podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, Jamie definitely walked in when I was watching one of the. OK, I don't think it's a huge spoiler to say one of the uh, characters is a cam girl and many of the videos are. It's it's in the love. Yeah. Line. I think. Yeah, yeah. So many of the videos uh, are essentially recordings of uh, fully clothed uh, cam girl type performances and Jamie definitely walked in while I was watching one of those and gave me like a a real look and I had to explain <laughs> what I was doing so um keep that in mind maybe depending on where you plan to play this there's no actual nudity there's nothing that I think would like really raise any eyebrows but um there oh, are eyebrows would raise okay <laughs> if, if this some of the screens in this there's some uh, dirty words yeah yeah uh, I mean there's there's some uh there's some scenes where the audio as well gets particularly uh ribbled yeah mm-hmm. yeah that is true so you know, keep in mind when you decide where you're going to be playing this, or or in front of whom. But yeah, I, I think you know, there's not a whole lot more we can talk about before we get into spoiler territory. Um, I guess one thing I would say is that if you played her story, um, this has a different sort of not not only does this have a different sort of storytelling, but this is also a different sort of mystery and a different sort of story than her story. And so I can say pretty much without any spoilers that like. Her story had a central mystery that when you got right down to the core of it was very soap opera-y. 
maybe. Um, I mean, it was it was a it was like a real it was full of real shockers and really uh, really really bizarre stuff that was fascinating and a really great mystery and great story. But ultimately when you came down to it, it was a little bit soapy, um, you know, almost, almost levels of like uh, surreal or otherwise just bizarre. Whereas this feels like, this feels like primetime TV, right? This feels like everything's really grounded. Yeah. It's a very real story. It's naturalistically acted. It's realistically directed. Um, and the story, yeah, grounded is a great word for it. It really feels like um, ripped from the headlines, real kind of story. So something we talked a lot about when we did her story and something we will talk a lot about in the spoiler break are search terms. And uh, I've read a few articles where people have said like, I immediately, after the word love, typed in a morbid word, or I typed in a cuss word, or I typed in, you know, a word from the phrase. So I'm curious, where did your brains go? What did you guys try first? Uh, mine's kind of boring. I mean, the, the the some of the first clips involve, um, you know, the the sort of main character or or central uh, driving character David uh, unpacking boxes at a new apartment and uh, speaking to a couple of people about it. And so, of course, the first thing I searched was apartment. You know, I just kind of branched out. I was trying to trying to get more context on the present moment rather than trying to, like, cast a fishing line deep into the water and try and pull something random up. So, um, you know, my, my initial searches were all sort of very uh, pedestrian and based very much on, like, what is going on in this first set of videos? I absolutely uh, zeroed in on the one thing I thought I knew I would get uh, because at some point point in the video, at some point in this whole thing, somebody's got to turn to the camera and say, you've got to stop telling lies. <laughs> so I searched telling lies and there was no results and there was no results for telling and there was no results for lies. And I almost gave up right then. You're like, this game is over. There's, there's no um, clips in this game at all. No, no how can I not turn anything up? <laughs> What a sham. I uh, I took the strategy that in her story and in a couple of the clips, people might gift wrap certain phrases for you. And if mm. they're unusual, I would write them down. Often, if you think there is an unusual word choice, it is a word that might be used in several different ways. So my first word was creepy. And my second one was hands. Because those seem like gift wrap <laughs> phrases. And actually, I got really quickly to a secret. My third search term brought up a really big uh, twist. So I, I think the gift wrap phrase worked well for me, even though my search history is incredibly random. You know, like her story, um, you know, this game totally puts the pacing in your hands. Uh, and uh, it, it opens itself up to like you kind of discovering things that in a more traditionally structured narrative would be twists. Um, but that's not really the way these sorts of this sort of game functions. Uh, it's it's really designed around like you discovering you can discover some piece of information that comes very late in the chronological story. Um, and even if it might sort of feel like, oh, this is a revelation of some kind, like if you don't have the context for it yet, all that really does is sort of add sauce to everything that you that you come to between the beginning and the end, right? In her story, the very first search that you do, the automatic first search, includes the last clip chronologically, where the main character essentially says, like, 
you know, all the things I've been telling you, you know, were just stories. Um, and like that, that casts a kind of a, you know, a, a light on everything that comes before it, because you've seen the very beginning and you've seen the very end right from the start. Um, this game doesn't do anything quite so, I guess, artful with its first search, but it's really designed around the idea that you can see any part of this in any order, and that is part of your personal way of uncovering this plot. And it it works. It works almost any way that you decide to experience it. Um, I mean, that's what I think is so clever and so powerful about this sort of storytelling, this, this nonlinear style. So... I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. it's broader. You also have the choice. You can be uh, an order Muppet and you can uh, watch one side and then find a clip that corresponds to it and then watch that and make kind of little packages for yourself. Or you can uh, be more like you get a good word and you jump immediately. You could watch the beginning and end of a clip. You can write down every word you want to search and really be methodical. It, it lets you, because there's more people involved, I think there's also more opportunities to tunnel into one topic, one person's story, one person's side. Um, You can really adjust the framework a lot more than I think you could because uh, I think there's like 200 video clips and... There are 177. uh, 177. The other thing that is interesting here is they have little built-in interrupters every hour where you kind of pull back on the camera and you see the face of you, the observer, um, and it just reminds you how much time has passed. So it's it's an interesting mix of asking you to immerse and then step back. Uh, remember that you're always, um, this is going to be very like film school, but it, it's like almost like cabaret where like you're implicated. You are, you are prying into people's lives and it doesn't want you to forget that. I think it's a really cool um Reminder that you are watching, but it's also technically real people. Yeah, you yeah. are also spying on them. Yeah, you're not you're not necessarily a good guy. <laughs> it is it is sort of sketchy to, to watch anyone's uh, recorded calls, and it does always sort of feel especially like these. An intrusion. Yeah, <laughs> I guess now is probably a good time for us to go ahead and slide towards that spoiler break. So, listeners, if you haven't played the game yet. First of all, I definitely recommend doing so. It's available on Steam and iOS. I think also on Android. I'm not 100% sure about that. It is $5 on iOS and very good on touchscreens. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually, I probably would recommend playing this on iOS, particularly if you have yeah. an iPad. Uh, on uh, on PC and Mac. It's a really Mac, great game on the iPad. Yeah, On PC and Mac, it is. it also plays really, really well if you prefer the sort of big screen experience of it. And uh, it is $19.99 on Steam for Windows and Mac. If you own Her Story on Steam already, uh, you can get this game for, I think, $17. Um, So I absolutely recommend it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, And uh, hope that you guys stick around after the spoiler break. Uh, If you aren't, here's our outro. Um, I'm Reagan Kelly. You can find me on the internet at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K on Twitter. Or you can find our show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net or you can find us on Patreon where we would really appreciate your support and uh, we are at patreon.com slash theshortgame if you want to tell us about short games that you have on your radar or that you think would be good for the show uh, you can let us know on Twitter you can go to our website where we have a contact form or the very best way to let us know what you think 
would be good for the show would be to join us on Discord where we have a channel just for that sort of thing. Are you talking about our Suggested Game channel? Yes, the Suggested Game on channel our Discord. on the Short Game Discord. It's literally my favorite channel because uh, at least once a week I, g- I go in there and I find a bunch of game recommendations. I don't have time to learn about a bunch of these new games. I'm a dad. <laughs> I, need, I need one channel that tells me what games to play. And that's it. Come put things in there. Listener. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, thank you also to our listeners for joining us. And uh, Laura, where can people find you on the Internet? If Twitter lets me back in and doesn't oh. keep thinking I'm a bot, you can find me there at Laura J. Nash. Yes. And uh, Shane, where can people find you on the Internet? Reagan, did you just hear a bunch of like beeping on the line? It sounded like <laughs> a modem was dialing in or something. <laughs> Do we have like a like a bot? Some like have maybe called into our Skype. I'm just um, an auto gin spam bot. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> there it was again. Shane, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at 8BitShane. And ladies and gentlemen, here it is, your spoiler break. So I think this is a game best examined by learning about its characters, because I think that's what you're really doing most of the time in the game. And the first character, the most unavoidable central character, is David. And uh, how did each of you guys find out about David first? Because I think in the first search that you're presented with, with with, with love, you, you see David there uh, from a couple of different angles. I think you're introduced to him first as like a dad and... Yeah. Um, so I, I will say, actually, I had preconceived notions about David from looking at the app icon. I was like, I hope this guy isn't sleeping with all these women. And guess what, guys? <laughs> Two of them he's sleeping with. Spoiler. We're in the spoiler break. Um, no, I. but as uh, Reagan said in the chat, uh, that is not the main drama is that everyone is sleeping with David or wants to sleep with David or David is paying to have sexual relations with. No, there's more drama. Yeah, I, I really at at first uh, at first glance, this looks like a story about David cheating on his wife. Um, yeah. And that was what I thought that's I was definitely what it's framed as. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought I was, yeah. I was getting into at the beginning. Um, yeah. I, I had this moment where I was like, she's got some pretty serious NSA connections to figure out about this cheating husband. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's got the it's big like guns that, um, out. Oh, did you guys hear about the, the lesbian in space who like used like a, like call down from space to spy on somebody? Like, it's what? the first, like, crime committed in space is, like, a lesbian trying to figure out, like, divorce papers or something. Nope. That's news to me. Mm. It was on It was on gay Twitter. Go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to get back on Twitter. So you're, you're uh, saying that... Uh, the, back on topic. There are no astronauts. The very first space crime is lesbian space crime. I'm, it is. I'm for it. All right. Shane, go ahead. So, yeah, I, I think you'll, you'll learn a lot about David. And we're post-spoiler break. So I think... I can give my full opinion now, yeah. David, which is that uh, first off, I was kind of irritated because my actual first name is David and I hate it when people call me David. So hearing David referred to quite a bit already predisposed me against He does him. say he hates his name. Uh, I guess a good point. Uh, and uh, uh, nicknames when someone says something like that and then you get to search, oh, he gets the nickname in this conversation, Davey. So that makes it easy to find the other side of the conversation. So that's a that's a that's a fun uh, way to get around that. But David is kind of a douche. Uh, he 
kind of is Ooh. he thinks he he's got this complex about him where he wants to be the hero all the time. And, you know, that's why he's uh, out in this deep undercover situation where he wants to be the very best uh, agent uh, for the Department of Justice that there is. And um, he's he also simultaneously uh, goes too deep undercover and wants wants to really live out the role of this activist in this organization that he is uh, infiltrated. And um, he he he's he's really never shown entirely, especially early on in what you're likely to find uh, as just sort of one person. You really don't know who the real David is. Um, and you really only learn about him through uh, what he tells the other characters. Uh, so I guess the next one to talk about would be Emma. Yeah, um, I mean, Emma, probably my favorite performance in the show. She's fantastic. Um, she's, you know, at first she seems to be sort of like the the dutiful wife holding down the fort while her husband is off, you know, being the super cop and going under deep cover for, it sounds like, years at a time. Um, and she's raising their daughter alone and also dealing with her ailing and, and, you know, aging mother, uh, through all of this. Um, and so her relationship with David seems like this seems at least at the start, like this, wow, like they've just got such a, such a great, strong marriage, um, and managing to continue, even though things are clearly, getting weird for David, uh, out there in the undercover world. Uh, you know, it seems like at the beginning, at least like they have this really strong relationship and then these cracks start showing through and her performance is amazing. We'll probably talk a little bit later about some of those later, later game or later story reveals. I almost feel like we need a second spoiler break. For yeah. The stuff that gets revealed about her character. Oh but, yeah. Well, I mean, we're already past the spoiler. We are. Break, we so. are. We're actually going to heavy spoiler. I mean, yeah. I'll say that my third search term was pregnant. So oh, I got real quick into like David sucks. Territory. Oh, yeah. David <laughs> sucks. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, man, obviously that's probably the first big secret that I found is that David is it. He goes deep undercover and decides to cheat on his wife with the... Uh, so how many of the seven dwarves... How many of the dwarves can you guys identify? Because he gives all of these people code names. And that was the first thing I started searching for. Was all the code names? Of, yeah, I wanted to know who all the... I wanted to know who uh, Snow White was, and I wanted to know who the dwarves are. Um, he cast himself as Prince Charming. And of course he does. Because of course he does. Yeah. Of course he does. Also a connection back to her story, by the way. They like fairy tales. Yeah. Sam yeah. Barlow likes fairy tales a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the cottage, I should say, of the of this fairy tale is a um, community center called the Jasmine Center, uh, in which uh, our uh, our our lead character David uh, is infiltrating some peace some people who are peacefully talking about um, ways to protest and and discussing things like you know um, whether or not. Antifa should brawl with Nazis and things like that in their in their meetings. And, uh, you know, over coffee, he kind of ingratiates himself to his target, uh, who is Ava. And Ava is a young, uh, I would say, impressionable 
woman who has connections to uh, a group of people who are environmental activists that uh, David has been ordered to infiltrate by to his entrap. boss. <laughs> to entrap, really, uh, by his boss at the Department of Justice. Uh, the who, FBI. It said Department of Justice on the seal behind Both, him. Both, yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's some kind of dual thing. All right. I mean, yeah. Do you, I guess I don't know how these org charts work. So anyway, I, th- yeah, I think he's an FBI. Actually, you're right. I think he's an FBI agent. But uh, Mike, right, is the FBI or DOJ guy? Yeah. FBI Mike. is part of Department of Justice. Yes. Okay. That's right. You know, Thanks, I should Google. know that yes, about my thank own government. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how American government and law enforcement work. Um, so yeah, well, that was a reorg. Yeah. The his uh, yeah. his handler Michael. Is, so I wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, his handler Michael is like, um, if you in, if you like imagine what uh, an FBI guy looks like, he's that. He's he's the FBI guy. Um, and so uh, yeah, I, I didn't get a lot of the story with Michael until very until quite a bit later because the clips that it jumps you in at, um, date when you you know the things that you start seeing as like the first things in your search terms uh, are mostly. Uh, David already embedded, basically, like already on assignment, already has met Ava. Um, and so you have to kind of work backwards from there a little bit in order to find out how he got involved with these people. And it I, I was like halfway through my experience of the game before I even started watching clips of Michael giving like orders or taking reports from David. Um, so, I, you know, it's 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 interesting that it's like you you kind of like you don't know what his assignment is exactly. And then once you find out what his assignment is, you realize, oh, I mean, he's already looks like he's been taking this a little bit too far from day one. Um, so like, yeah, he's he's like, he's trying to work his way sort of up the chain to try to get involved with a group called Green... Green Storm. Green Storm. Not Greenpeace. No. It's Green Storm. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've changed the names on literally everything but Facebook. Yep, yep. So, uh, so he's there's still some. There's still a lot of talk about Facebook, but uh, yeah. So the uh, a big part of the the story that you're uncovering is sort of like just the the progress of his investigation of these Green Storm people, which doesn't go that well. And he's trying really hard to like not take the bait yeah. at all. And I'm like, David, give it up. These people are peaceful protesters. They're not going to blow up a bridge, down. no matter how many times you ask them to blow up a bridge. Um, they do have my favorite trope, which is two people have a beer and are like, okay, it's going to play out exactly like this. And they rehearse the scene and then they go into the actual thing and it just does not go as planned. That scene Where the was words so are good. almost the same, but no one is like taking it seriously. Uh, oh, that scene was, yeah, that was so, so happy good. to see that. There's trope. this terrific. Yeah. And that's because of the search mechanic. You turn up these two scenes uh, at the same time. The one in which he is rehearsing uh, his his. They, they, they call this. I found this <laughs> off of the keyword "the convergence," which is very ominous sounding. I was like, "Ooh, what is the convergence?" It's like drum circle <laughs> tent. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a bunch of dudes in a tent from Greenpeace. Uh, but well, I mean, it does. Did did it did it seem to you guys like like these guys shut this talk down immediately because they really just listened to him, but then kind of sent him on his way? Yeah, they kind of like laughed him off. They were like, I think they were like. You're think, an angry man oh, you're and you're I, yelling I, I read and we're going to let you yell 
and then we're gonna hope you leave and then continue that scene, talking about where we're gonna protest. That scene was so well done. I I just that was so good. But okay, so that's the there's one very big sort of plot thread of uh that that you can follow of of David trying to infiltrate the uh, environmental protesters, and um the other big plot threads are his relationship with his wife kind of deteriorating sort of part of partly naturally because of his absence and the stresses on his wife that, 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 that creates, but also more and more you start seeing the sort of dark backstory of their relationship. Um, so you know, he's out there, you know, banging this, uh, in, you know, this in his, his source basically, um, and gets her pregnant. And gets her pregnant. Yes. Yeah, which I didn't find out about and, till and fairly late. Well, she, she's really young. She starts the game at 18. Okay. It's yeah. still really, uh, he's, it's still sleazy to it's me. It's so sleazy. It's extremely sleazy. Um, but like, meanwhile at home, he's got this kid uh, who's, you know, growing up without her dad. And the, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, do we want to talk about the, 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 the murder that it talks about. Yes. Yeah. We're, okay. in, We're in spoiler territory. We skipped over that when we brought up Emma, but yeah. I just feel like it was one of the last things I was able to actually dig up information on. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. They, same here. They, it's something that these two characters, even between the two of them have really successfully buried the history of. Uh, and what, so as we talk about, how did you guys get into this? Because I got in, I found the clip that uncovers their big secret through the grandma Laura with dementia talking about how confusing David for her husband and then being like, who was the guy she dated before you? Oh, Paul. Paul. Yes. Yeah. What happened to Paul? Yeah. Anyway, so I definitely came I across like, that. Um, Paul, I did huh? not. I, I, I found it in a moment where uh, I think late in the story, she just becomes uh, very upset with him. And mm-hmm. she brings up um, in that moment, that first off, she says uh, that we 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 killed a man, essentially. Or she yeah. said, you killed a man. And y- it sounds like he's saying something like, you know, I was protecting you. And uh, and she says, um, you know, you weren't protecting me. Uh, I, I know, I never told you this, but I know that you watched uh, from outside the house uh, and it was it was in this. Mo- you're like, what? They're talking about someone was in her house assaulting her, and he watched from the street while uh, while she was being assaulted, and then came in and yeah, when the timing was right for him dead. to be shot, the man the hero, dead. you and know, yes, when when he could really be the hero and really uh, get get his first blood and 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 make it. Uh, where he's, he could have stopped this person before, but he let the person go in uh, that he knew was going to waited going to five a, minutes. Her, his girlfriend, yeah. yeah, and and then went in in order to actually shoot. And the then man dead and then the man just backed away, and he shot him shot him dead essentially in cold blood. Like he didn't shoot him dead; he shot him in the lung, and, and he slowly over. asphyxiated. Let him for let him choke minutes. to death on his own blood. Yeah, and then you you'll you, wife, you eventually can. Told her you can't to find him. all this out in one in one video. You really have to hunt for all of this 
for all of this detail. Yeah, it's yeah. A, such a grisly story. Oh, that's you know, finally I, painted. I first encountered. There it. is one video, which is when I think why we all. One of the reasons we praised Carrie Bechet's performance so much is because she has a very difficult exposition dump video where she plays with dolls and acts out the whole thing, and it could have been awful. Yeah, but it was <laughs> yeah, knowledge. It so could good. have been yeah. horrible. Yeah, that could have been not good, but it was so good. It was so good. It was so. But I really yeah, love the way that they sort of hinted about this um, throughout the game. That that is a clip that, for a variety of reasons, is like that's a late game clip that it's hard to hard to get to. I came to it very late in the game, but like the first yeah. time this was referenced, I I got it in the scene. When uh, when he was talking, we haven't talked even at all about about um, the cam girl, the right? cam girl who's you know we're not even a hundred percent sure on her name. I think it's Max or Maxine. Um, it ends up being Max, yeah. but yeah. Um, but you know, in a scene with with I, th- I hope I'm not misremembering this. In a scene, I think with Max, he describes uh, having killed a man in the line of duty, and he describes it as like a this righteous act. But then when he describes it, he describes the specifics of having killed Paul. He says, I don't know if he says Paul, but he does say he shot him in the lung. Yeah. So if yeah. you search the word lung, you can get to the main video. Yeah. And this this really, um, the first thing I found from Max was a clip where she said something that I felt like was, you know, I didn't get the moment where someone turned to the camera and said, you know, you can't, can't be telling these lies. Yeah. <laughs> but I did get the clip where Maxine says uh, that men are always honest with sex workers. Yes. And that, um, you know, they they lie to their wives and their girlfriends, but they're always honest with sex workers. And that, um, I mean, that it's so true in this story. It might as well be the title. <laughs> he, he says, I mean, like, it's kind of great if you're like, is David lying? Is this bullshit or not? You could always go back to and talk with Max and be like, oh, no, that one's true. Or no, he's lying. I mean, she lies. Every single thing out of her mouth is a lie. But he is actually telling the truth to his sex worker therapist. It's great. God, the dude needs a. Everyone in this needs a fucking shrink. Yep, yep. And not one that you pay to take her top off on the internet, you know? like. So I, I will say that like at the very beginning of this game, actually through most of this game, I was just sort of like, why is Max here? Like, why is she... A, like, I know why David is here, and I know why Ava is here and why Emma are here, because they're, you know, they're the people whose lives uh, David is, is coming through like a bull in a china shop. Um, but then... Max is this sort of peripheral character, right? Where throughout the entire story, um, it seems like whenever he gets a chance to be alone, he gets on this cam site and, you know, pays Max to not take her top off and instead talk to him about whatever he's got on his mind or whatever she's got on her mind. Because David's not talking to enough women. Right, right. (laughs) Well, you know, what he really needs is a shrink, but this is what he does instead, I guess. And, um... At first, I thought that seemed sort of uh, like a lot of the early clips of that. It's like, okay, I I get that he's lying to everybody else in his life and he doesn't lie to her. But like, I didn't get any like details or like really, I was sort of like, why is this here? But the the Max plot line becomes, I think, much more interesting and extremely relevant to the end of the game. So we're already talking about spoilers. Um, if it seems like she's a little peripheral to all the story, like, the the way that she kind of with the way that the ending hinges on her, I thought was really clever and interesting. You know, he's 
Uh, he finds out that she's been lying to him first by her, you know, <laughs> the reveal when it, re- when, it, when, you know, he, she reveals that she's not actually French was very funny to me. Like she stopped, she drops the French accent and changes her hair and he comes on. He's like, what the fuck? Um, but, <laughs> but it's like, it's obvious that like, even, even after that, like, even even after everything that you know, she drops the act, quote unquote, like several times on him to the point where I think he's just really deeply bothered. Um, and then uh, and he insists he's like, oh, but baby, we got something real. And she's like, no, none of this is real. You're horrible. And yeah, yeah. But once she, once he bans her like a true Internet man, that drives him freaking insane. And he he like tracks her down. And shows up at her uh, at her like cam girl studio that's clearly like in her in her garage or something, and uh, attempts to assault her, and she shoots him in the leg. And I was like, "Damn, damn!" Yeah. And she videotapes it, and then tells the cops he was assaulting her. And I was like, "Good girl, good." Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and that that is Mark sort of the beginning of like a weird spiral for David, where like. He's, uh, you know, he loses control of his investigation. Um, you know, they try to take him off the case and he doesn't want to go. But they, you know, the 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 whole investigation explodes in his face. His relationship with his wife explodes in his face. And finally, the, you know, the game. Shane sounded like you had maybe a potentially slightly different take on the ending. But I mean, for me, it just sounded. T- yeah, uh, I I was personally shocked by the way that I, I, I started tracking timestamps partway through. And I realized that, like, he has that awkward moment at Convergence, like three months before he's desperate enough to show up and get shot in the leg. And then it's three months or four, four months before the ending. And I was like, man, this guy, considering how fast he got embedded he is the whole the whole thing's only like a year and a couple of months. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's goes downhill so fast and then so slowly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the whole situation there was like, so, so, so towards the end, um, he every 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 part of his life has exploded on him. And my interpretation was that essentially he was um, suicidal because of all of this. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, and yeah. he looked for an excuse for a like to make that suicide more than just let me go shoot myself in the head with my service weapon, and and so he stages a uh, like a suicide by bomb where he carries out the attack that he on the bridge that he was trying to convince the Greenpeace types to do and couldn't. Um, I, I kind of I kind of read that as like really this was a suicide, but he was trying to trying to put a, a a spin on it that would maybe make it maybe he was fooling himself or maybe he wasn't but trying to make it feel like it meant something rather than just being him killing himself make it sort of a gesture that he could dedicate to his children i'm a good guy yeah he wanted to be the hero even to the end yeah one more time i don't know about that i i have i can see that read and i don't have a ton to back up my uh read on the situation but i I got the feeling that he might have faked his death. And the reason I say that is one, um, just the video of him dying shows a bright light and then the camera goes off. So um, it's not a hundred percent conclusive in that regard. And then second, he, I don't see 
in the video him going f- from I'm sure I maybe just missed some of this in terms of the the content but I don't see him going from the secret agent behind enemy lines uh all the way to the like true believer let's blow up the pipeline to uh buy mother earth a few more months without having you know a, a natural gas pipeline cut across her you know beautiful face so um i i just i didn't see that and so when it gets to that point where the walls are closing in on him and he's been uh kind of arrested in this compromised situation uh with anna sorry with 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 max um to me I think he sees himself as being burned on multiple fronts and maybe, and that's when he calls up, uh, I don't remember the name of this character, but the Harry, the, the sketchmo. Yeah. Oh. Harry, the sketchy guy, uh, the guy who can get you anything, uh, from, uh, get to the goodies, d- d- DMV data to, uh, what he refers to as candy, which I believe is bomb, uh, making components. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I just, there's something missing there that I didn't see, and it's probably it's probably his his conversion there. Uh, but I feel like it also could be his secret plan. Yeah, it was very hard for me uh, looking at the timeline to find clips between uh, when he gets shot in the leg and when he uh, blows himself up. Because there's a couple ones that I wrote down, like he calls Harry for the fireworks, and he awkwardly yeah, tries oh, to we're... see his baby, and they yell at him. <laughs> Where's his one call from jail, for example? I did not find that. Oh, his uh, call from jail, I did find. Oh, oh I didn't see that either. Um, oh, okay. Well, it's not for his call. There's like he's in the hallway and he's talking to Mike, and Mike's like, like, please, like, he's like, I'm so embarrassed by what you did in Cleveland, and he's like, um, it reminds me a lot of the Game of Thrones scene where he's cutting a stag. He's like cutting open a steak, and he's being like, man, like. You know, the thing about knives is like they get forged and it rearranges the atoms. And like, I can't wait to have my David Miller back. Like, that's when I found by doing if you search all the variations on David's name, David Jones, David Smith, and then Harry calls him David Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if you search those, you can get this clip. But it's just by like cutting and he's like. He's like, yeah, you really fucked up in Cleveland. Like, you've got a mess and I'm working on cleaning it up. But you just need to lay low, calm down. Like, remember, you're an FBI agent. And he's in a hallway and it kind of looks like a jail. And he's like, ugh, but I'm loyal to the bureau. Like, that's got to count for something. Like, he still thinks he's a good guy. So it's not necessarily like a revelation. He's not like, and now I will have a secret plan to blow myself up. But he's still trying to insist that he's a good an FBI agent in good standing after he gets shot in the leg for attacking a cam girl. Yeah. And his boss is just like, David, what are you doing? I assume that you guys saw the like sort of tearful, like I'm going to make this right video that he made in the boat before. He... Yeah. The, there's two of them. Yeah. Oh, there's two. What do you the mean? Ex- well, there's the one where he explodes. And then right, right, the right. The one, one I'm talking about the one that, before yeah. that. And it seemed like that was sort of, and that was like a few days before he actually like commits the act. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I I agree that like I on my timeline I've got like uh July and then it like late July and then it jumps to November. So Yeah, me too. If there's anything in between there, 
that maybe could like shed some light on that. Like I, I, I maybe. I mean, yeah. The next one I have is when he like tries to see his baby, and yeah. it, it's funny. There were things that I assumed were really late. Um, something I think I found that. I know Shane was looking for in particular is Karen. Who is you? Yeah. You are Karen. Yeah, so we didn't talk Karen, about that yet. Let's supervisor. talk about the frame story. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the 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 first sign that you have of this is, you know, I don't think they had this in any of his previous games, but you have this reflection on the mirror surface of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Her story had that, but it was much harder to actually see. So you couldn't like you couldn't really get a good look. At like, who am I looking into this computer screen? You just got a sort of a vague this outline of a, a woman. This is a tremendous visual device, and it's used really well in this because you have this screen narrative of you know uh, someone using a computer, and to bring the user of that computer in visually is awesome. They just occasionally um, vary the lighting in the room. Uh, or really, they're adjusting, I guess, the transparency yeah, uh, of focus. this character, yeah. shifting the focus. Um, but sometimes, you know, this this character will kind of cut, snap into view. Uh, and it's usually when you've backed out of a video uh, and hit the desktop again. And then suddenly it just pops up a little bit to remind you of, well, first, it's just there to remind you of the passage of time, you know? There is a clock on the desktop, and it starts off, I think, at midnight and goes to 5 a.m. And they don't ever tell you this, but the game is going to last you from midnight to 5 a.m., you know? and But they, it does start to kind of inform you, oh, you know, it's getting late. Um, you know, she's she's checking her watch or, or checking, checking her phone or... Um, in my favorite of these, the cat jumps I into her lap that. and, cat jump and scare. scares you uh, a little bit. It's kind of a, the, the closest thing this game has to a jump scare is this cat. Uh, I, I was not really scared. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, the later it gets, a friend, she's, I believe, at a friend's house so that she can use that friend's internet uh, and this secure computer to further obfuscate her trail. And uh, Karen is referenced also in the kind of readme files from the person who leaked uh, this database to her. And the the thing that I found was kind of tough. She's one of the biggest mysteries. She's the biggest cipher in the game to me because, you know, you learn her name pretty much immediately, but you don't learn really anything else about her. If you search her name, you find only three clips. Uh, one where she's mentioned by Mike as another agent, so you know who she is. Uh, and one, which is one of the latest clips that you have access to, uh, where David is sitting on a couch trying to rile up his friends to go blow up the pipeline uh, in a very exaggerated manner. Uh, and she kind of busts through the door and everyone's like, uh, who is this? And she's like, I'm David's old girlfriend from California. And I'm here to tell him we need to spend some time together. And she's trying to, she's trying to extricate him uh, from his deep cover. And he just kind of walks her out. So I was able to find a clip with the mysterious Karen that wasn't her uh, showing up awkwardly. And I found the clip of her afterwards. Uh, so it's after she's shown up at the house and David's like, why the hell? That was super unprofessional. You would have blown my cover. And she was like, Man, you're supposed to be like you're you're supposed to be midway through your exit plan. Like you suck at this job. Like we have to meet. I'm your supervisor. Um, I've been tracking this case, and like you got nothing. 
it's time to bail. Uh, and what is I found super delightful about the Karen clip, which you can find with the word uh, coffee or you can find with the word screwing, which is how I found it. Um, uh <laughs> The Karen has a murder wall with strings behind it, and it's pictures of everybody in the game, <laughs> like Polaroids back there with labels. So she is tracking, uh, presumably, the data he's collecting, but she's also tracking, like, you know, everything about David. So it is, she is, it's not the first time she's been tracking him, but she writes the reports about David to the boss. So she's doing his performance reviews and he sucks. So uh, uh, he is trying, she's trying to get him to meet her. And she was like, you're not showing up to our conversations. Like you haven't called, you haven't had your check-ins, you haven't been showing up. So I showed up at your house. Like if you're not going to check in with your supervisor, your supervisor is going to show up, Um, get your shit together get out. So Karen's motivation for showing up is that David tried to ghost her and she was having none of it. So um, it gives her some motivation. Like she's doing this because she's been horribly ill-informed on David. And so she really doesn't know why the operation she was overseeing went wrong. So So you think that's why she, that's why she wanted to like leak this stuff? Because what's confusing to me about her is that like what she's done here, like the over the course of the game is she has got a bunch of data that she's not supposed to have access to. And she's in the process of like sorting through it and then uploading it to a service that sounds sort of suspiciously like WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. And um, so like, what is her? To me, it was like, I think she thinks David's crazy, but I think she over time realizes like it is entrapment. This is not a legal operation she's running. Like, I think she's been in the dark that Mike and David were really entrapment entrapmenting these people I think that I, is the word i think but, i read somewhere that she had a relationship with david yeah it does say in the report at the and end not that she just screwed somebody in her cover story. yeah so I, I i think i think it says that david literally had sex with every member of the cast <laughs> i thought she had sex with someone else but who knows um i mean he he was probably with mike uh <laughs> definitely that hairy guy yeah definitely, definitely. with harry um, um but all I, of them. I, yeah, I, have, I, think I have a like, question for you. Do creepy you, hands. Do you this was an was... extra legal operation, and I think she thought David was crazy, and then she probably started researching him was like, actually, this is a super sketchy thing that's going down. Yeah, do you think um did did uh was she leaking it to like so I, I wonder if maybe the the bombing had blown back on the environmentalists and she was trying to clear them. Yeah, I think that she probably needed evidence that David was a plant. Yeah. And she feels guilty because she didn't intervene enough and didn't stop it. Yeah, maybe. That's what I think. Like, she didn't, like, the fact that they just covered up his mess for him and then let him, like, go on his merry way on a medical leave. Typical. And then he exploded a bridge, and presumably they covered it up again. Like, I think that's what Karen's motivated by, is, like, she was responsible for the mission they covered up the fact that David sucked at the mission. Um, why these people keep having babies with him, I don't know. The baby's cute. This guy should never um, be allowed to procreate. I mean, the ba- Alba is a great toddler, and presumably Star is going to be much better not being raised by David, who sucks. But uh, that aside, I think it's a responsibility thing. Like, it's not just a political thing. I think she's trying to prove that the FBI let this unhinged man be in charge of a case and then didn't salt. Like after he proved that he was crazy, 
they didn't shut it down. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably right. So we should probably talk real quick about the like the the like post game bit um, when you finish. You so after the five ish hours uh, are elapsed, the game gives you the option uh, to upload your findings, which basically just means you choose to end the game at that point. Um, and what it does when you do that, when you upload your findings, is it kind of does a like a slideshow of every clip that you've seen. Um, which tells you how many clips you've seen. Um, so I don't know, how many clips did everybody see? I think I saw, I wrote it down one second. It was, I saw 129 of the 177 clips. When I ended, I had originally just seen 98, and then I went back and played, so I'm probably closer to 130 now. Yeah, I think I might have seen uh, the fewest clips, because I think I saw something like 80 clips. Mm-hmm. You- yeah, you can end pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I saw less than half uh, of the of the total clips. Yeah. Yeah, I'd seen half when I when I finished. Yeah, and I'd seen a little more than half. So. And I think that's enough to end it, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I went back because I mean, people, there's a lot of calls you guys were asking me questions from just one side. Yeah. Yeah, I went back because you guys were asking questions, and I realized there were things I didn't know about. So I was I was consciously looking for clips that filled in gaps that you guys brought up. Um, I probably wouldn't have done that had I not been chatting with you guys about the game. Yeah, that's something I enjoy about this. You know, like it's there are there is an element where like you might think, you know, a story and then realize that there is maybe in some cases an entire character or an entire angle that you didn't happen across. And so talking with folks about this game, uh, you know, added to it for me a lot, too. So same experience, Laura. Um, but one thing that I thought was kind of cool about this is that when you do end the game, um, so I'm, I'm basing this on what I know. I may be wrong about some of the details about exactly how this technically works. But um, when you end the game, uh, it it uh, obviously it goes to credits. Um, but I think just in the middle of the credits or kind of towards the beginning middle of the credits, um, it shows you some like kind of where are they now kind of video. So first of all, there's a there's the video of uh, Karen uh, walking out of her apartment, you know, she's, she, I, I love that she takes the time to drill holes in the laptop that she was using to upload all of this stuff and then walks outside just as the FBI agents are showing up to arrest her and lights up a cigarette and starts smoking on the roof, the end. But then you do get a kind of a, where are they now video, which seems to me like it shows you based on who you spent the most time watching videos of, um, and for me, that was Max for some reason. Um, I didn't think I watched that much Max and I got her too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I only, I only got the one for Emma. Interesting. Okay. Oh, good. So I, I, hear I got one. the Max one and, um, I also, and I, I'm going to admit that I only know this detail because after playing the game, uh, I went spelunking through the video files inside of the, uh, of the application bundle, because that is something you can do if you are the sort of person who you know, doesn't care about the rules and only wants the clips, um, that there's two versions of every one of these ending clips. They're very similar. Um, but so I... Spoiler, double spoiler break. Yes. I'm really interested. So I got the extended version of the uh, of the Max clip. So the the Max clip begins, they, both, they all begin the same way. It depends on whether there's an extra bit at the end. Um, they all begin the same way with Max. She says, you know, that she sold the apartments that she had had and managed to make her money back that so she was able to get out of debt. She moved to New York and she started a cam girl uh, website of her own where people would get paid what they were worth and not be exploited. Um, Great. And then if you get the like extended ending of that after that, 
she writes a book and it's like a mystery novel and it's very popular and she uh, eventually no one knows her for her cam girl stuff. People only know her because she's a great writer or something like that. Um, ah, I did not get the extended clip. Yeah. And um, there's similar ones for uh, for Emma and another one for uh, Ava. And um, both of those, Shane, maybe you can tell us about the uh, the Emma clip. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether I got a shortened or an extended one. I would bet I got the shorter one because I didn't see a huge proportion of the clips compared to you guys. But um, yeah, I mean, when I finished, I'd only had 98. So I think that's yeah, why I also had a short one. The one for Emma, uh, she's basically saying that she and her daughter uh, kind of managed to move on. And she calls out that they never watched the video that David left for them. Yeah. And um, I watched I watched all of these endings just because I'm that guy. Um, Snaps for Emma. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so I watched that video. And uh, if you watch the if you happen to get the extended cut version, um, then uh, there's a clip at the end of it of uh, Alba as a teenager. Um, That's why she's in the credits. Yeah. So I, I the credits have teenage Alba and teenage star. And I was like. I did not get this, and it doesn't make sense in the timeline. Yeah, so, exactly. So that's basically why, resolved. like, I saw those there, and I was like, there was a teenager in the time, in the, and I, that's what made me think, like, mm, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and watch these video clips that are hiding here inside the application bundle because I was like, I, I'm pretty sure this is where the teenager versions of them are, and yep, there they were. So keep telling us more. Yeah. Well, that's. Oh, so should I describe the other one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so the the third one basically is uh, is uh, um, is Ava, and uh, you know it talks about her uh, moving on, uh, never thinking of uh, of uh, David again. Um, she meets a new guy. He's great. And then you get a clip of Star as a uh, as a teenager, basically saying that at one point her grandma uh, offered to tell her about. Uh, her father, and she said, "No, I'm good." Um, <laughs> David is forgotten. Yep, <laughs> the happily ever after is fuck you, David. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, truly, how all stories should end. Yeah. So I, uh, I thought overall, like I, I, I agree, Shane, that I think this was like eminently more bingeable than her story. I, I think there are some elements of her story that I liked better. I liked the fact that with her story... Hey, listeners, uh, Reagan is about to spoil some details of her story. If you don't want to hear that, skip forward about 30 seconds. When you got to the end of the story, even if you watched every single clip, there was still the big central mystery of like... Is the main character a crazy person with multiple personalities or the far less likely seeming but but like also seems much more supported by the evidence version of that, which is there are literal twins that are like standing in for each other in their Spoilers for her story. So we're past spoiler break, right? I hope that's okay. But not for a different game. Okay. Like, but what I'm getting at there is that like her story had um had like this mystery that extended beyond the context of the game right yes. like that meant that you needed really to uh once you 
experienced everything the game could possibly give you about the story, there was still a sort of a central mystery left for you to puzzle out with yourself afterwards. And that was half of the fun of it, having the conversation after the game about like mm-hmm. what was really going on there. And it was what somewhat did you notice the little details. Yeah, and it was somewhat yeah. open for interpretation. This there's much less of that like hunting through every frame of the video for for tiny details to interpret. And there's definitely at least doesn't feel like to me a I feel like there's there's definite closure once you know the story. I don't feel like there's any like massive open to interpretation details left over. That makes for that makes for a more conclusive story. Um, and maybe more satisfying in some ways, but I did kind of miss the like the true WTF nature of the ending and and like nature of the story of her story. So I don't know, something to compare. There's less recontextualizing. I didn't rewatch clips like I did in her story. Mm-hmm. Um, you can count views, but like there rarely was a need to rewatch a video for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, even things I bookmarked, I never really went back and revisited it. Um, I think in her story, once I figured out things that mattered, I was going back and rewatching some clips. I was redoing searches. I was rewatching things with fresh eyes. Um, there wasn't that need to re-see something anew here. Honestly, there's a lot more content too. So like I would rather watch a new clip than an old one, but it, it is a different way of playing the game. I definitely like uh, this better than her story. And To me, the main reason is this kind of presentation for interactive fiction seems so well suited to a multi-layered mystery. And a mystery is so much more satisfying if you can get to a point where you say, aha, there it is. This is the kind of person who will enjoy this very much uh, is the kind of person that my wife Julia is. And What I mean is the kind of person who, when watching a television show, really gets a lot of pleasure and is good at uh, inferring what's going to happen next or guessing guessing the plot uh, ahead of where it's being revealed, uh, seeing the foreshadowing and working things out, uh, or solving uh, little mysteries. And that's an itch that gaming... um, doesn't often scratch and that's part of what i think makes this one particularly great something i find very satisfying from a puzzle perspective is i can sometimes see the words that are being placed in the clips to be searchable to bring up other clips i I can appreciate that on a design level it is a little less immersive in her story because it was one person talking it was less obvious that like I didn't expect there to be multiple glowworms, for example. Mm, yeah. Or someone would use the word night. Like there were a lot of clips like that that were seeding other clips. So it almost became a like keyword design uh, game for me through the transcriptions. I I don't remember quite doing that in her story until later. So maybe it's something that I learned was important from her story and carried it forward. But it was something I did right away. Um for better, for worse. It's a, just a different way of looking at the game. It's more like appreciating the structure while you're experiencing it. And I don't remember that being a part of my Her Story experience as much. True. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Like the, 
playing her story first necessarily like changed the way that I played this. Like when I first played her story, there was, I had no idea how to play a game like this. It was such a novel thing. This is so similar in its structure to her story that like, I already know I have the her story skill already. Right. So, well, I, I can't tell if it's more obvious or if I'm trained. Yeah. Same, same. Um, well, I really liked this. I'm really glad that we took the time to to play it, and uh, I hope that we see more of these things. I mean, uh, Sam Barlow did her story, obviously, and then he went off and did some basically contract work on some other projects for a while, um, and now he's kind of come back to do another one of these. I think when he when he did her story, uh, he you know in the interview <laughs> that I just re-listened to our interview with him he he expressed some nervousness about returning to this trough because he didn't want to be just the video guy and then i guess here we are years later and he's doing the same thing again so i guess he's gotten over that trepidation but i'm really glad that he did because i was really excited to see that another game was finally doing this thing again and i'm so excited that it did it well like there's there's still nothing else i guess else what like i would these. say to sam barlow is if you don't do this who will yeah no one else did since 2015 which is very surprising to me shocking and it he does it so well he's at the top of his game this is i think the best of these things right no one else gets to do these too like if somebody else came along and did one of these um you know just the way that like when people came along and did games that were like the games that telltale was making people were like they're making a telltale game and in some ways it's not as good and maybe in some ways it was better, but like it was always judged against that. And I think people, I think maybe that's partly why we haven't seen more imitation of her story is that it, this is Sam Barlow's thing, right? It's something that he invented. And I don't think other folks are like eager to like jump into his turf and be compared when, you know, his work in on her story and this game are just so monumentally good. I mean, it's so much work to do video production. Yeah. Especially with actors of this caliber. Um, it's just, there's a lot to capture and a lot of editing and a lot of like, there's just a lot of work and it, it's not something I think a lot of people want to take on. Yeah. So I'm really glad he does. Yeah. And I'm glad that he like took on the, the like higher production value, more complicated production to make this game because it's much more complicated than her story from a production standpoint. Um, uh, so as the last bit, uh, since we ended on our uh, favorite searches, we found out what kind of weirdos we are. Uh, how about some favorites? Yeah, I, say I think first, we should or uh, say cover favorite? the searches that are making us happy this week. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, listeners, yes. sorry, we uh, we literally forgot to do the what's making us happy this week segment. We were so hyped for the spoiler we break, were, guys. We were so excited. You know what's making me happy this week? This game and talking about the spoilers of this game. There we go. <laughs> Done. Okay. I think uh, Reagan could tell that I was happy this week about the release of the new Magic the Gathering uh, Commander deck. Oh, yeah, because and you were shuffling through it the, entirely. In, the entire time we were <laughs> we were talking. You had deck of cards in your hand and we're passing them back and forth like your like your uh, fidget object. I don't know. My cards have new shields, Reagan. I've got to break them in. Yeah, all right. Great. They're there's they're sleeved. So, Laura, you said you wanted to talk about favorite searches searches that turned up unexpected stuff and um i think the one that that i i got kind of so probably the biggest surprise one for me was worm or glowworm you mentioned that earlier but like there was a bit where i came in like halfway through a uh through a clip and david was calling ava or 
actually it turned out that he was talking to the worm that she was holding but i thought he mm. i thought he had nicknamed her worm because i was only seeing one <laughs> side of the call and he was just saying like all right hi hi worm talk to you later worm or something like that and i was like why is he calling her worm where did that come from so i searched for worm and uh oh boy the that search actually turned up some really dramatic stuff because there's the whole situation with the glow worm uh toy that she has and he also gifts one kind of a kind of like a gross dad thing where like your girlfriend has a he's like it's a non-gender toy man yeah yeah like your girlfriend has one of these things and so you go on ebay and buy one for your daughter that's gross but um i don't know yeah that that was an interesting and then to make it full circle there's a tiny short clip where uh the the daughter Alba calls uh, David and uh, the girlfriend Alba picks up the phone and she's like, oh, hey, you got a glowworm like mine. And she's like, who are you? And she's like, are you and like my daddy <laughs> in the baddie house together? And then you hear David run in and go, Jesus. ah, Yeah. And then hangs up the phone. And that that was actually another one. So that was not the only time that she used the phrase baddie house. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, baddie house is like such a such an interesting phrase. Something that that I found with her story and this both is that like sometimes folks will have these like little um, phrases that they use that are very unique, and those are a great thing to use as a search term. Um, you know, so I remember like with with her story, a big one was uh, fairy tale. You know, they they, yeah. they they she mentioned fairy tales like a dozen times throughout the story. And it was always in times where you were like really picking up on something interesting. And so that was a really fruitful search. And here, when I searched baddie house, that turned up every time that Ava, uh, I'm sorry, that Alba talked about uh, where her daddy was. And that was when I first came to the really dramatic scene towards the end where, uh, where, where with yeah, dollhouse. with the dollhouse, where yeah. she's talking about, you know, here's the dollhouse for our house. And then here's this shoebox over here is your baddie house where you're living with your baddie family. Um, and that, I mean, that, that scene was probably the biggest bombshell in the whole story. So like the, the path from like glowworm to baddie house to oh shit was like probably the most interesting minutes of the game for me. Uh, there is a single conversation with uh, Max, the uh, sex worker, where uh, David's like, "I know you, I know you, like rare steak with butter. I know you. Favorite movie is The Lady Eve. I know you're you like chromatics. Basically, you can search every single word he says on the I know and get a previous conversation, which is probably why I got Max as my clue, mm. <laughs> um, because it, every single call with him is taped. Um, but I, I I found a lot of good stuff with naming, like just finding names, like Isabella, Stephen, Laura, Daniel, like." anybody's name I wrote down. I wrote down a ton of organization stuff, but um, I really wanted some of the words to work that didn't. Like, um, I really, really wanted, like, surprise, shock, those kind of words. They, they got a clip or two, but they didn't go too much. Um, what I was super surprised that got a surprising number was uh, yoga, and then I got uncomfortably exposed to the phrase yoga tits. Oh, yeah. Huh. Over and over and over again. You know, there's so many. So I I had fun with or not fun with. I I was surprised by how late it it took me in the game to try and find out what Max's actual name was. I mean, and that's sort of a running theme where like she tells 
she tells um, uh, David like several different names throughout the course of the thing. So at first we think, I think she goes, I think he called her Snow White at the beginning, which was confusing because that was also a code name that was being used. Yeah. I think that was her cam he girl. Calls himself Snow Prince White. Charming. That was, so those, that was, I was going to say my, uh, my favorite searches was early on. Um, you hear him say something kind of to his handler about these various code names. And so my, some of my earliest and favorite searches, uh, were the ones where I just started searching, um, the dwarves. fairy tale names. Yeah. The dwarves, Snow White. And that led me to the initial stakeout and initial meeting. That's so, awesome. Uh, that was, that was really cool. And it happened really early. So, I, and it kind of set a bracket for the beginning of the story for That's me. Really helpful. I also found for when I was trying to get the timeline together, searching the names of holidays, Valentine's, Halloween, Thanksgiving, mm. pulls up a lot of clips That's interesting. and also helps you get a timeline together because it, it's David talks about the holidays with all three women and that is not normal. So like he'll talk about Halloween with Ava and they'll talk about costumes and then he'll talk about Elba, what she's wearing for Halloween and like where Emma's taking her trick or treating. And then she'll he'll talk about like the cam girls like going to dress up like a vampire for Halloween and everyone's got to vote on it. So it's like the only connective tissue that I found consistently were holiday names. So it, it's an interesting way to see where he is with all three women at the same time. And I couldn't find that through any other search. That's really interesting. Yeah. I was just going to say that like, I, I thought it was really, um, uh, so I, I, initially I thought that the end of the story was after the, uh, the, the big revelation with the, like, uh, where his, the big sort of confrontation with his wife where he, where she, the, the dollhouse scene. I thought that was initially, I thought, Oh, well, this is the end. Cause it's such a big revelation. And also, um, like it sort of drops like a bombshell and it's pretty late on the timeline. And then uh, not too long after that, I, I just came across a random video with uh, with the uh, the cam girl again. And in this one, of course, she was going by a different name and it was Rose Red. She had changed from Snow White. Actually, she changed from Snow White to Yoga Tits to Rose Red uh, on her cam girl site name. And that was much later than the clip. Did you hear the Rose Red story? I don't think I did. So... He talks about Rumpelstiltskin a lot. He tells it multiple times, yeah. but he also tells the story of Snow White and Rose Red oh, um, and the one. bear, huh. um, which is really interesting uh, because almost all of, just like in her story, almost all of the characters end up, you know, they're not necessarily search terms, but they they are a surprising number of search terms in each fairy tale. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like that kind of cross pollination where like there's there's it's something to search for hell, and guys. you'll end up with like unrelated things that sort of still feel designed to stand next to each other as videos in a way. Like, yeah, that's something that really tightly designed. Well, here we are. It's the end of the show. Uh, looking at the clock, uh, it's almost five o'clock. We've got to up upload our findings. Uh, so uh, thank you, listeners for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. We already did our outro and everything at the top. Um, If you haven't joined our Patreon and Discord, 
Uh, we would love to chat with you about your thoughts about the story. We've got a, a, a channel open uh, for talking about telling lies. And I don't know if you're a Discord user, but if you're not, uh, Discord has a wonderful uh, support for spoiler tags, which makes it really easy to have these kinds of conversations. You can tag anything you say as a spoiler, and it makes it very easy to kind of opt into the level of, of disclosure that you're ready for. Um, so we've been having good conversations about it already, and we invite you to join us. So please come on down to the Short Game Discord. Um, and uh, also, let us know what games are on your radar. Coming up soon, we're going to be covering Nights and Bikes. And uh, Laura, what's on the calendar after that? So after we do at Nights and Bikes, we're looking at a couple different games, maybe Red Strings Club, maybe Astrologaster. We've got a friend who will uh, hopefully guest after she finishes her dissertation, uh, actual Renaissance scholar. Um, but we do know that we will be covering IF Comp 2019 in October. Uh, and then we'll have our 200th episode. So it's going to be a very exciting uh, couple weeks ahead for a short game. Uh, uh, I'd like to say, we have some really great ideas in mind for our upcoming 200th episode. Um, and I'd also like to get a little experimental with all of you guys, especially those of you out there in the Discord. I think this is going to be the first time that we can really uh, take a big group crowd approach to our yearly coverage of IFCOM. Hmm. So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting October and the, the rest of the year. Yeah, I can't wait to chat with people about IFCOM. That's going to be really exciting. So again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And uh, thank you for listening to The Short Game. Telling lies. Yes, papa. <laughs> Eating sugar. No, Papa. Wait, you know that one? Yep. Yeah, I did. Telling yep. lies. No, Papa. No, Papa. Open your mouth. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Ty loves that one. All right.